Hi everyone. Today's podcast is how to get out of your feelings. One of the questions that I get asked very often is how am I so unemotional when it comes to all of the different things that are going on in my life? Um, When I'm faced with different, you know, resistance, whether it be professionally or personally, how do I remain positive? How do I find stability? And what do I do to really hone in on that good energy and to use it productively? So I have three major ways that I personally have found to be effective in getting out of your feelings, and I'd love to share them with you. So the first way to get out of your feelings is to be able to distinguish between what's world real and what's your real. And what I mean by that is that so many people are living under the perceived ideas of other people. They're being fed information every single day as we all are, which is inevitable. And they're being told who they are in a way, what to feel, what to believe, what to think, how to act, what to do. And it's very important in general to be able to separate and take a step back from that energy and say, what do I actually want? What is important to me? Who am I? What are my values, my ambitions? And what am I going to do? What are the actionable steps between where I'm at now and where I want to go? So the reason that this is a big theme generally, but particularly when it comes to your emotional state, is because people are influencing you so much that when we have our interactions with other people and we're trying to figure out where to go in relationships, with friends, with coworkers, romantic relationships, the relationships we have with our parents, to be emotionally driven in those moments is probably the biggest disadvantage. And I might go back on this at some point because I think emotion is a tremendously powerful driving force for a lot of the big decisions that you have to come and make in your own life. But there's a time and a place for everything. And when it comes to really propelling yourself, really understanding, getting a firm grasp on who you are, you have to be able to get out of your feelings and separate what the world is telling you to believe and what you actually believe to be true. So definitely, 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 you know, people are probably going to ask, well, how do I do that, Glow? How do I just get out of my feelings? How do I turn away from emotion? Maybe you're an emotional person. Maybe it's not so easy for you. And there are a couple of ways to do this, to really sit down and get to know what it is that you want. Sometimes it's as simple as putting pen to paper and making a bullet point list, A, B, C, D, E. What are the five things that you value most in your life? What are the five things that describe you most? How, how do you operate? How do you function? What are your adjectives? How many people don't know what words best describe them, right? Like that seems like such a simple thing, but how many people really don't have a firm grasp? If I put you on the spot right now and I said, ready, go, tell me what words describe you. How long would you have to pause and think before you could vocalize those things to me? Maybe for you it's easy, but for a lot of people it is incredibly difficult to be able to put themselves in a box because they're used to outside forces constantly categorizing them, telling them who they are and where they belong and what they should think about themselves. 
And it's very sad in a way because it's something that we get trapped in from an early age. You know, your parents tell you or behave in a particular way to lead you to believe that you're talented in one area and perhaps not as good in another. You know, maybe you were a good kid, maybe you were a rebellious kid. Um, and all of these things and the way that our environment, the people in our environment reacted to us, led us to believe who we are today is, you know, you're ambitious because you do X, Y, and Z. You're lazy because you do X, Y, and Z. Um, you know, you're very emotional because you react this way or you're very hard-headed because I can't get you to do these things. But at the end of the day, it's really about being true with yourself. Certainly, you have to be realistic. You have to evaluate yourself in reference to the world. But being told that you are something because you're exhibiting certain behaviors versus other behaviors may just be a sign of how comfortable you are in different environments. So if you hang around with, you know, if you put me, I'm extremely comfortable and confident in terms of the things that I'm passionate about. If you throw me, you know, in a random country with a group of people who have only five English words to piece together, I will feel totally fine getting along with those people. And the reason for that is because I will find a way to connect because that is what I do. I love people and that's my environment and I thrive in foreign countries and I've been traveling for a long time and I'm driven by the human experience. So if you do that to me, you will see instantly and you'll say, she's so extroverted. If you take someone else, you know, and you put them in that same environment and they've never traveled and they never studied a foreign language, um, they haven't, they don't, you know, interact with a lot of people on a regular basis. Um, perhaps they stick to one particular group of friends. You might say, you know, that person goes into their shell and they're not speaking very much. They're the quiet one in that encounter. And you're going to say and label them as an introvert. But does that actually mean that that person's introverted? If you take yourself back and you go to their hometown and you get in their own environment where they thrive amongst their friends and you come to find out that they're actually the per they're the funniest person in the room they're the loudest person in the room they're the person who has the most to say and all of a sudden your perspective is completely different and it has everything to do with the environment that you're in so that's that just goes to say that being told that you are something it's a really unique balance between being able to take the information that the world gives you and then take the information, your internal information, the things that you know to be true about yourself, and to find the right connections between those two things. Because the world cannot tell you who you are. And you sometimes um, are not the best judge of who you are. Sometimes you need someone to step in and say, um, actually... I don't think that's exactly accurate. Uh, I don't think you're giving yourself enough credit or maybe you're giving yourself too much credit. So it's finding that unique balance. And if you're able to really hone in on that, that is the key way to really step outside of your feelings and to become a rational thinker in every type of circumstance that you may be faced with. So that's one category of getting out of your feelings. The next category of the three 
is to cut, 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 and I can't say it enough, cut people out who don't bring you joy. Anyone who does not, and it sounds, you know, I am a part of the giving culture. I think that everyone's life should disproportionately consist of giving, giving back to people directly, giving back to the world, having an impact on the land that you're inhabiting, really just finding a way to combine your talent and your vision, what you love to do and what needs to be done in this world and making it happen. And that all comes down to cutting out the wrong energy from your life. We're in a culture where we are consuming so much content, whether it be via social media or TV, um, outside in person, we are constantly being influenced by the people around us. And if you do not learn to control those that you can control around you, you will never be able to get out of that negative emotional state. You will never be able to hone in on just being the confident person you are. You know, those people who are able to thrive in any environment around any type of people, you can throw them in a group of negative people and they'll get a smile out of at least one of them. Why is that? It's because they found the security in their own emotional state, that they're no longer utilizing other people's perceptions of them and other people's energy is not penetrating them and having a toll on how they react, how they live their lives and how they behave. So that's all fine and, and well, but if you, the way to start on that path to be able to be that person to thrive in those inevitable environments of negativity, which we'll all encounter at some point in time. And sometimes, you know, we're all going to be a part of creating those environments as well. You know, we have to acknowledge that too. And people are going to have to deal with us. And the best way to deal with that is to try to control as much of the, of the controllable as you can. So if you have friends or people who were your friends that you're having trouble letting go of because you've moved on to a different part of your life, you need to cut that tie. If you have people who aren't necessarily healthy for you anymore, notice when people don't serve a purpose. And it sounds, again, in the context of a very, you know, being a huge proponent of giving culture, it is not mean to cleanse your space. That is not insensitive. To cut someone out and set yourself apart is not insensitive. You are not meant to carry the weight of the world on your back. You are meant to carry a portion of it. But you are only one person and you cannot control how everyone feels. You are not meant to save everyone. And actually in trying to do so, you're going to literally do yourself so little good by trying to carry more than you can at the moment focusing in on what you can control at the present time and it can be as simple as sitting down and asking yourself this friendship doesn't feel as comfortable as it once did perhaps that person changed perhaps I changed can I still contribute to this person's life on the same level that they contribute to mine and vice versa and if those two things don't line up then something's got to give Either you need to alter the relationship that you have with that person or you need to cut ties altogether. And that's something that people really struggle to do. This sense of loyalty and commitment. You can't be loyal to something that isn't your truth anymore. 
you have to let it go because that loyalty is going to run dry and it's going to end worse if you just keep feeding something that was supposed to be put down. So that's the second thing. And the third and final thing that I'll say is changing your environment when it's no longer serving you. It may seem a little bit weird to tie in a healthy emotional state, you know, getting out of your feelings by jumping into a new environment. You would think that putting yourself in a new environment may potentially spark new emotions that you're not aware of. It may incite fear. It may lead to discomfort. But all of that talk about getting out of your comfort zone, there's a reason that there's tremendous power. And interestingly enough, although it's meant to shake you up, shake up your ideals, shake up your thoughts, um, your level of, um, you know, comfort and ability to navigate, what it also does is provides you with a clear mind, it provides you with a clear slate, and again, I, I don't mean, you know, if you don't travel, if you feel you're not in a position to travel, which is a whole nother topic that I will discuss in a separate podcast, if you feel, you know, you can't get, you know, we have to deal with what we're able to get ourselves to do. We have to go at our own pace. Sometimes we're not prepared to take the leaps that someone else might be prepared to take on a daily basis. So you have to, it's all part of knowing yourself. So if today the most that you can do is to stand up and get out of the room, out of your bed, out of the office, out of the library, wherever you're finding yourself, wherever you've been trying for the past a few days, for the past month, for years maybe, wherever you've been trying to get out of, that repetitive routine, that repetitive place that you've been kept hostage with your thoughts, with your stagnation, wherever you've been, step outside. If you're in your bedroom, go into the kitchen. Change your work environment to the kitchen. Change, go outside and see the sun. Seriously, I, it sounds so silly, but meet the sun halfway. Go to the park. If you're a writer, go write in the park. If you, know, you have a full-time job and you really hate what you're doing, instead of staying in for lunch and bringing your lunch, maybe go out and buy some lunch. Go sit on a park bench. And this sounds so, you know, oh yeah, well obviously that sounds reasonable. But so many people remain stuck because they think, I need to shield myself. I need to be in an enclosed space with no distractions. That's the thought, right, that so many people have. I need to be able to eliminate as many distractions as possible because I'm not focused enough. That's my issue. I'm not focused enough. Maybe I'll, you know, punish myself and I won't go out this weekend and I'll stay inside in that same environment that hasn't served me well for months. Why do we resort to that? Why do we resort to these, these tactics of closing in on ourselves when we feel like we're not progressing, when we feel like, you know, we're in a, a bad emotional state? We close in on ourselves. But what if we looked outward? What if we said, you know, I don't want to be in my feelings anymore. I know it's not easy, but maybe the first step is to, to step outside. Step outside of yourself. If you're sitting at home in a robe and trying to work every day and it's not working, get dressed. Seriously, get dressed. It can be as simple as change your outfit. 
put something out, put some shoes on, stop walking around in your slippers. You know, the defeated slip slipper theory, like maybe the fact that you're so comfortable in your repetitive routine is what's holding you back. Take a trip. I can't tell you how many times if I have three weeks to get a project done and it's day four and I've had all these beautiful plans, my to-do list, my schedule, and I've accomplished about 12% of it, and it's a problem, I will literally pick up and plan an impromptu trip. It could be 20 minutes down the road to a lake, to a park, to a random garage where I know that there are people working out. It doesn't matter what you do. But if you're able to get yourself to change the environment that's not serving you, it could literally transform your level of productivity, transform your emotional state, and propel your, your entire being, propel whatever purpose you're focused on at that moment. So focus on the little things. You don't have to take a vacation in the Bahamas for two weeks at an all-inclusive all resort, to feel relaxed, to find your sanctuary, to find your safe space. You know, people exercise different methods of clearing their mind and refocusing. For some people, it could be yoga, it could be meditation. It took me a really long time to get to a place where I understood the purpose of yoga, where I understood, and I've tried it. I've tried it many times, but as an unemotional person, it, it made me feel as though, well, if I do yoga, I need to be emotional. I need to get in tune, and I didn't know how to do that. I didn't understand the level of intimacy and control, emotional control. You weren't succumbing to this practice. You were literally getting in touch with it to be able to use it to guide yourself. But maybe yoga's not your thing. Maybe your thing is to take a cold shower. That's not pleasant, but it's a change of environment. I have a lot of friends who live by the idea that cold showers shake you up in the morning and make you more productive. Maybe that's what it takes for you. Getting uncomfortable. Doing something that you normally wouldn't do. But the point is, if you want to get out of your emotions, if you want to get out of your feelings for the day, or if you want to make it a common practice for yourself, figure out a way to change your environment. So those are my top three things, top three ways to get out of your feelings. And I really hope that you all Either try at least one, or maybe if you're in a good place, share it with a friend. Because I just want people to be more aware that you are far more in control of yourself and of your world, your world. The world is not your world. And the quicker you grow to understand that and to utilize that to your advantage, the faster you will get to a place where you feel content and then from content to extraordinarily grateful and pleased with the direction that your life is going in.